that actually brings up a point, though. Oh, we're back to here, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> we always come back to here somehow. This show goes to weird places after a while, especially when I'm controlling it here. It's Wednesday, and you're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, and you're here with Brock, Byron, and Alex. So what have you been doing today? Welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. You're here with Brock, Byron, and Alex. Coming on today's show, we have the Nerd Talk, mentioning Neil Patrick Harris. Game Stash. We're talking Steam Local Play and COD Mobile. Tafe fees getting slashed. The Reddit question, as always. Are you immune? Red Rooster closures in Queensland. And a talk of NASA. But coming up next, here's A Kind by Chitara. You listen to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Read it. This is the most addictive website known to man. It will tear your life apart. And that's how we found this question. And the Reddit question of the week is, what looked amazing in an advertisement, but turned out to be useless after you got it? That's an interesting one. Quite a long history as well with that. Trying to think about times in my life where I was just burned financially because of a certain product. Mm. Probably during my childhood, I would say. Most likely a video game that I pre-ordered and was burned by it afterwards because it was a, a really, really bad game. And that would likely be probably t- the um, the initial version of Total War Rome 2. I bought the collector's edition of that. And you didn't return it? I didn't return it because I felt like since I invested so much money in it, I had to just keep it. <laughs> Give it a go but and also, hope I, for the best. Like, throughout my entire life, I was a Total War fan. Like, it's a good game now, but after, like, a million patches and, like, after two years of patching, it finally turned into a good game. But after being burnt like that, I'll never, ever pre-order a game. Oh, okay. That's an interesting uh, opinion of that. What about you, Brock? I don't actually know. I'm, I still need to think about it, to be honest. You've had all pre-show to think about this. <laughs> yeah, no, because, like... I gave you like three days. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I had three days, but it's still been like it's hard to decide because the only thing which really comes to mind is like movies or something along those lines, and I don't yeah. watch movies, you know. Because like, if you're given like say a toy as a kid, like no matter how bad it is, you'll still make the effort to enjoy it, no matter what. I suppose. Well, the first thing that comes to mind when I read this one was actually The Simpsons when Bart is watering one of those. Uh, it's like a sponge thing that gets big, a sponge dinosaur thing that you put water on it and it gets bigger. Yeah. That was my first thought. But then after that, though, it was a George Foreman press grill. Your okay. age is really telling right I now. Know. Oh, I bought one. I, you know, I, 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 it was secondhand, but I still bought it. It was being advertised as this great product. And don't get me wrong, it was great for steaks. But I just put it away and then I, I didn't use it again. Just never used it. It just didn't mm. happen. Well, I guess there was some experience I had in recent years, but I wouldn't say it was advertised, but I just like ran into it and I was intrigued to buy it and I did buy it, but I think I might have gotten burned. It was a, it was a history book and I bought it uh, in May. I think it was called The Third Reich at War and um, I didn't really want to read it primarily because every single notable history book will always have the bibliography and reference list because it's academic work. But this book didn't have any of that. So it was just like, well, where did this research come come from? You could have just been making all this stuff up. And apparently the author was sort of like mixing in some fictional events to the actual book. But yeah. Okay, I've actually got one now. Okay. And it's a video game as well. So oh, similar to Alex, but like... Nerds. Yeah, I know, right. But basically, uh, 
There were so you know the uh, the prevalent uh, video game selling store in Australia and stuff like that. You know they always have sales and whatnot. Yeah, the, yeah. there's a constant yeah. sale that's on all the time. Yeah, so that place basically they had a, a sale going on oh, coincidence. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Who do? And basically it was uh, five games for a hundred dollars. Okay, yeah. that's actually not bad for Australian prices. It, I swear, like the thing I hate about this country is that video games are so absurdly expensive. It's unreal. Yeah. Like, a hundred bucks for a game? I love no. your, the comparison right now that came through my head, though, is like, you know, when you go to, used to go to Video Easy and you get, you know, five for $10 for the week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, basically, uh, this was like an online-only, like, what sale, basically. And, no, so it's five games. Okay, so, right, off right. the top of my head, I'm going to try and remember all five of them. But, basically, uh, the first one was uh, one of the Crash Mania games, which, that was actually pretty decent. That's no issue with that one. Uh, another one was called Anima Gate of Memories. Don't buy that game. <laughs> you absolute nerd. <laughs> yep, I know. Right? Another one I haven't even actually played yet. And this is like two or three years ago at this point. You're talking Steam sales to me right now. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> this is like Steam sales, you know. And I actually can't remember the other two. But basically, I bought five games for $100. And now that I think about it, I really shouldn't have bought the games in the first place just for the fact that I didn't play them, you know? Like, I, yeah. I literally just spent money because the idea of a good deal was all that I needed to, yeah. like, consume. The amount of games on my Steam library that I just haven't played because of, like, a couple of Steam summer seals. They advertise them really well, and then you have it and you're just disappointed. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's like, wow, this is like two bucks. It was originally like 30. You gotta buy it. So, I can say straight out, this is my worst one, though. Remember how I complained to you about my back problem a couple... It was like a month ago now. Because you're ancient, yeah. Yes, yes, because ancient. Oh, no, no, no. back. So, <laughs> my I, neck. I went out and bought a gaming computer chair. Yep. I spent, oh, oh, I yes, think I you told us this. this. Yeah. 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 I went out and I spent a large fortune on it. And I was thinking, oh, this is going to be great. You know, comfortable, everything. Take it home, set it up. I used it for maybe two hours. And I had the worst back pain of my life. <laughs> and it's not like I don't take care of my body. My brother's a chiropractor, my sister-in-law is a physio, and if I have problems- They must I get, get on really at. well. <laughs> they do, actually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so essentially I paid this exuberant price for it, and luckily I was able to return it. Good. But still, it was advertised to be this great chair, and I was just disappointed, sore, and I had a bad back for the next two weeks. That's probably like- the entire basis of this discussion right here. Gaming chairs in general. <laughs> yeah. They are the most useless thing known to man, in my opinion. Yeah, I need one of these chairs that we get here. Oh, really? I think these ones are horrible. No, these are, no the, the one with the, the plastic, you know, backrests, no. Oh, no, they're bad as well. Yeah. I don't I don't like these ones either, though. There's no, oh, no armrests, that's the thing. Oh, I, see, I, I, I hate armrests when it comes to... Them? No, no, no. When it comes to being behind a radio desk, hate armchairs because they can yeah. bump and knock into things. Yeah, but so if you're, you're playing games in your PC, armrests are essential, in my opinion. I know, it's more relaxing, you know. I, I don't know. I would personally say no armrests. Yeah, I agree. And... From my experience with chairs, some of the com- most comfortable ones are here at uni. I mean, saying that, we sit in these chairs for two hours for the show. Yes. I mean, we do get up and get down, but get down. <laughs> we get up, we get down, we do the boogie. I mean, especially well, with- you do. Uh, you yeah. do. <laughs> I was just thinking of an S Club 7 song. Anyways. <laughs> Let's tread carefully. Everyone knows there ain't no party like an S Club party. <laughs> We're not playing that, though, unfortunately. Are we not? Are you we're sure I didn't put not, it in there? We're not. We're not. I didn't put it in there, unfortunately. But. I'll leave in the next 10 minutes if you are. I'm just like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to quickly explain why you're leaving early today, Alex? 
Well, I won't be leaving now, but like around 4.30 because I am off to some postgraduate event in Frio. So I can't be with, I can't be with you peasants for the, the, the remainder of the show. I'm so sorry, old chaps. So but, you'll be leaving Radio Fremantle to go into Fremantle? Oh. Hmm. Okay, then. I don't know what noise that was. I just uh, <laughs> it just came to my mind. We just it? make noises at this point on radio. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing because like Radio Fremantle is just like or we've we're just psychologically broken now. We just make these random noises every so often. We're, we're broken mentally and physically. Yeah, it's probably Byron's fault because we're off topic now. Though <laughs> <laughs> here's our next song, Hazlet Suncats. Hope you have a great day. And that was Peach's Noise, yeah. And before that, Sarah Beck, Queen of Hearts. Welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. Let's get into our next topic. We are talking Pokemon. Game of Thrones, we could talk about that. You guys remember Gangnam Style, right? I loved Gangnam Style. You're listening to Nerd Talk. And on this week's Nerd Talk, we are talking The Matrix 4, announcing that Neil Patrick Harris has joined them in a mystery role. Now, this is speculation from us. What part do you reckon he's going to play? The role of Neil Patrick Harris. Come on, reach a little <laughs> further than that. Or, or if the Matrix has another glitch like Agent Smith, perhaps? You reckon I, possibly? I think. I don't know, maybe like the new, newer version of it. Maybe like the, the machine sort of updated, perhaps? I think Ooh, the opposite. So like a, a better version... So you know how we had the, uh, oh, it's been a while since I've seen the Matrix trilogy. <laughs> but like, you know. Hold on, uh, hold on, let's go back. You've seen the Matrix? I've seen the trilogy. <laughs> I've seen the trilogy. Ooh. And, uh, He's seen movies that I have not seen. I haven't, I've only seen the first Matrix. Yeah, but that's okay. But oh. I, I, just, I, got, I, I, I get the gist of one and two, not yeah. two and three. Yeah. Okay, but basically, you know how they meet the architect, basically, yeah. in number two. I think he's going to play a similar role as a sort of character like that. Like a knowing all character? Yeah, like an architect or maybe a, a new version of the Oracle or something like that. I reckon he'll be like some sort of antivirus software for the Matrix, like an updated version. That's my ideal. Here's the thing for me. Because he could be a good villain. Yeah, but the thing is, he usually has some quick wit behind him in most roles he plays. Perhaps. Some comic relief almost feel to him. Mm. Can you think of a serious role that he's played? Well, thing is, though, the Matrix. Do you really encounter any characters that are like cheerful? It's always like you know, grim well, dialogue. You, you did. You, all the time. you did encounter Talking them. Talking about meaning. On yeah, the um, the kid basically in, yeah. in the ship, like in the first one. Yeah, they're all upbeat and happy. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, what happens is that we well, we know what happened. Unless, you watched it. Unless he's a um, like, plays the role of like someone who can revive people from the dead. Because like a, remember uh, how there's uh, apparently. The person who plays Trinity yeah. is back in the, uh, is being in the fourth film. Oh, yeah. And Trinity passed. Yeah. So, mm. okay. That's, okay. Actually, now I, now I have no what idea. I would like, what about a prequel to the first Matrix? Like how the machines took over in the first place? Well, there are prequels to it. Are there? Like yeah. comics? No, no. Well, like the Animatrix? Yeah. The Animatrix has the information that whatever uh, happened to it. Well, I'm, I'm quite uncultured, am I? Yeah. Go watch them. They're actually pretty good. No. No, seriously. They're actually pretty good. Okay. No. No, no. Wow. Okay, so... <laughs> Mr. Anderson, you've been living two lives. Yes. That was my attempt at... Yeah, and waiting, you know, but... it worked well. Uh, okay, so, and the other thing we have to talk about is there has been talk of... Well, not talk, the announcement that Venom is going to lead up to 
that Spider-Man and Venom will be in the same movie. Right. So here's the question. Is it going to be in our current MCU Spider-Man or a different universe entirely here? I feel like it's going to be they're going to take the spin-off into the Spider-Verse situation. Right. Oh, okay. Right. That'd be a good title of a film, Into the Spider-Verse. It already is, and you know it. Wait, is it? Yeah. Oh. No, I didn't know <laughs> Wait, that. really? No. Is that that animated one? Yeah, yeah. yeah where um, There's a really cool feature that the younger Spider-Man is actually only going moving at 12 frames per second. So they, it looks like he's all janky and unfluid. Mm. And then when he gets better at it, he's getting more frames. And yeah, it's actually cool. A little cool trick they did in it. But back onto it. Is that actually a, a title? Yeah. Into the Spider- Spider-Verse? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Hi, me, uh, Marvel. No, you're too late to the party. That's the problem. That's why yeah. they, should, they should hire it's me. Hi- it's Sony hire you because it's Sony's product. Okay. The movie won awards, man. How do you know this? Yeah. What I do just, you mean? Like, do you think I know this? Do yes. you think I watch movies? Yes. Just not that many. But yeah, so what do you guys think, though? Do you think it's going to well, be part of the MCU? Do you think it's going to be, as we said, Spider-Verse? Do you think it might be a dream? How successful was Venom to begin with, though? Very successful for an R-rated movie. Right. And Was it critically uh, acclaimed, though? Yeah, was it? No. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it was 700-something million, at least. Okay, um, I could be wrong on this, but feel free to correct me, because I probably am. I thought Venom was like a Spider-Man villain. Yeah, he is. No. Anti-hero. He starts <sighs> off as a, as a villain and progresses when he, gets, when he uh, joins Eddie Brock... Um, he becomes an anti-hero. So he'll still kill people, but he'll do the bad things to get the right results. I'm getting so tired of anti-heroes. I just want, you know, actual bad guys as characters. Well, I want a movie where the bad guy wins. Perhaps. I know I don't want to... Thanos did win. Not at the end, he didn't. Yeah, he won in the movie that he finished in. What, Infinity No, no, Infinity War, he won. Yeah, but... No, no, that was still a cliffhanger. The entire no, no, the, at the end of the entire series, he didn't win. Oh, yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is That's that wh- he still won at that point. Because he- plot armor. Yeah, but no, he won at that point. But I mean, I want a film where it won't have a sequel or anything like that, where the villain just wins at the end. Here's a good question, though. Why didn't he just double the size of the universe? What do you mean? Well, you know, he says there's not enough resources, so he's going to get rid of half the people. Why not just double the size of the universe? It doesn't work like that, man. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the Infinity Gauntlet was... I'm not sure it could create another universe. It only no, works no, no, within no, its no, own universe. No, no. Double the size of the universe. No. Even though he says, like, reality could be whatever I yes, want. Yes, exactly. No, that, I don't think that would work. I'm just saying that. Just no. quick theory, but that was the other one. Okay, now there's been talk of the Joker movie that's just been released as being a theory craft for a prequel for the new Batman coming out with... Uh, who played the Twilight character? What's his name? Um, uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, because he's playing new Batman. He- He's oh, is actually he? a really yeah. good actor. I think he he has definitely recovered from those dark ages as Edward Cullen. <laughs> the dark ages. <laughs> well, yes. It's yeah, a very good comparison, yeah. man. I love it. But um, like he's also in a movie that um, I'm very much looking forward to. It's called The Lighthouse. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. He okay. looks amazing in that. But yeah, so what do you guys think that Joker movie being a prequel? Well, yeah, it's because it's the origin story for the Joker and you do see a young Bruce Wayne in it. So it would cer- certainly suit, you know, status known as a prequel or whatever yeah, yeah i don't see why not i mean i didn't see the movie i'm not gonna see the movie but yeah. i'm sure that it, I'm uh, carefully. i don't want to spoil anything i'm, about it, I'm but. sure that it, like if they make it a prequel like for an upcoming batman movie why not because then that gives you your own batman c- cinematic universe sort of thing and that's a good continuation like they did with marvel and so. i am like hearing rumors that walking phoenix is sort of tempted to continue with his role as the joker well all i can say is i hope 
he does because that movie's he's amazing. done amazing. So I feel like if they do do that, it's just going to be able to extend this universe more mm. and finally and build be, on the universe. It would be a, a fresh start for DC, I would certainly oh, say. <laughs> yeah, from... Yeah, for, look, yeah. everyone, we don't loved, want to talk about everyone loved Aquaman and I didn't... It's okay. I thought it was okay. Yeah, like, it's a it's a dumb movie, but when you switch your brain off, you can enjoy it, you know. Yeah, so it was a dumb movie. And the only, nothing only two like, good DC movies before Joker were Wonder Woman was good, and I also very much enjoyed Shazam. I will disagree with you on the Wonder Woman thing. You sure? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Maybe because I re- just... My reasoning for that is the third act is just terrible. Yeah. And that is where all the um, DC movies have fallen down. I didn't mind the third act in Wonder Woman. But I just enjoyed it because it was set during the First World War. You and your... Anything to do with history, Alex will love it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just you. It's... It's like during the... uh, Like, when the songs are playing, he was explaining the history of, like, what was it? 1930s Japan, wasn't it? Japan (laughs) Japan invading China and Korea and Indonesia or whatever it was. Well, because we're talking about, you know, political history, and I decided to just get involved, you know. But, you know, just because you Thanks, Poindexter. love things, though. Here's well, a song. because I'm qualified to talk about it. <laughs> yes. Here's a song called Shadow Lover, and it's by Lachlan X... Is it Lachlan X. Morris? Yeah. Yeah. Lachlan... You know what, like, the X means when it says Lachlan X. Morris sort of thing? You know how it's, like, the two people, like, two different artists in yeah. one song? So oh. it's, like, Lachlan and Morris, basically. Lachlan and Morris. Shadow Lover. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes and Ray Freeman, 107.9 FM. And that was Dance Monkey by Tones and I. And before that was Slow Down by Kyson. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes with Brock, with Brock Byrne and Alex on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. And so now our current topic is to do with TAFE, I believe, Byron. Yes, so the TAFE has announced that, well, the government has announced in Western Australia that they are lowering the TAFE fees. Which and do you think that is a good thing I or a bad thing? I think that is thing? a great thing because there is a massive skill shortage in quite a few fields. And I think TAFE, well, firstly, they cut the prices for TAFE, or the government did, and well, not cut it, increased them rapidly. And the fees went to astronomical levels, and they shouldn't be at the level they were at. TAFE is supposed to be ex- highly accessible education, and it's lower than academic education at university, but it's supposed to be a pathway as well. Yeah. And, and it teaches skills that are not provided by university as well. Oh, yeah. There are so many skills there. Like, as a, say, a electrician which i am an electrician as well if i had to pay three four grand per you know course or whatever it was i had to go because i had to go to tafe once one day a week uh for two semesters a year um if i had to do that there's no way i could afford to live on the apprentice wage but now that they've lowered the weight lowered the cost of it which is what they should have done a while ago it uh kind of works out a bit better so does tiff not have any like sort of system like hex or anything like that I think they do now, but they didn't before. So you had to pay up front. Yeah. That would be annoying. But the thing is, it was only four or $500. That's not bad. When, when I was there, it was four or $500 for this course. So it was kind of worth it to go to it. Yeah. And you'd go out and you'd come out with a cert three, cert four, or whatever it was, and you'd be good. But having to go through the whole process at three grand a yeah, that, ticket- Yeah, that would just make the entry requirements a bit too yeah. demanding. See, like when I went to do my instrumentation course, which is the reason I was able to get into university in the first place- that course cost me a grand. And I thought that was kind of reasonable. It was a higher tier course. And it actually only ran over three weeks, four weeks. And you had to do a lot of study before that, of course. But when it came down to it, the price actually was at 
three and a half grand at one point. Right. And the only reason I got it was because the government had, again, put a discount on it because there was such a you know, lack of people doing it. So I think what they're doing now is actually amazing. And, but like, we shouldn't be, not everyone is built to go to university. There's people that should, and I know it sounds really bad, should leave school at year 11. They should leave it and they should get a trade. Yeah. Or, you know, get out into the industry, get some experience somewhere. Because school isn't for everyone. Mm. And certainly academia isn't for anyone as well. Yeah. Well, er, is not for ev- anyone? It isn't for everyone. Every- I can't speak English today. Everyone. And you've got to go talk to people soon. I know, in front of professors and all that. Yeah, I you're in screwed. trouble. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to be able to survive at all. Yeah, just yeah, you're going to stay for the whole show. Yeah, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just pretend to be a mute or something like that. Do you know yeah. what it is? You what? drink too much Red Bull. I only had one. Shut up. Yeah, but it's one of the Have big you seen cans. the size of that can? Much? That, is, that is literally a 500 mil can. Yeah, but... I drank the required amount, which is just one. All of it. Well, yes, of course. I don't waste Red Bull anywhere. We're sort of... Uh, Off topic already. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how loud that was right there? As well? <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't even know if you guys can hear that, but if you have any idea what Byron was just doing, he's just screwing on the lid of his Coke right now, <laughs> and it's just going like... And it is incredibly loud. Yeah, I don't think the microphone's picking Byron. up, though. Oh, I heard everything about that. At Brock, if you heard it. <laughs> yeah, at me. So, yeah, uh, what they're doing, though, is, like, the whole point of it, though, is it's really good for the industry. I mean, we ha- always have a skill shortage. I would we, agree. We, it would we, certainly help with employment as well. And it also does provide an easy access for people aspiring to study at university as well, that you don't have to necessarily try to access university via ATAR as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, there's, when it comes down, though, TAPE has a lot of great courses that are available. That's something that should be considered by all year 11 and 12 students as well. Mm. And I'm not talking, you know, that, there are some careers that you can get from TAFE, which they're quite, I wouldn't consider them great places to go personally, but some people like that. It just really and depends on the state of the economy, I think. But for example, there are some nice nursing ones there. Yep. And you go do that and you, what, a six month course, or I think it's a year course. I Don't quote me on that, please. But- it's a six month to a year thing. Yeah, sh- went Byron Rennie. <laughs> Cited by Byron. Yeah. <laughs> In Chicago, right? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine Byron as a reference? Oh. <laughs> Life Anyways, experience. The, the point is, though, that they, uh, you know, you could go there and do nursing, for example, and you get some experience, and you're like, oh, I actually do like nursing. And then you could come to university and be like, I like nursing, so I'm going to study more and go get my registered nursing at university. And it's just, you know, another pathway. Yeah. I would certainly think I certainly think that modern education does require to be flexible. Oh. And many, many there needs to be quite a few alternative pathways to higher education, I believe. I just think they have they're doing this well, they should never actually increase the fees in the first place. That's the problem. Mm. They shouldn't have done that. They should have been low, kept low, and then with that I mean, international students still pay a fortune when you go to them. Yeah. I think they're worse than here, to be honest. Yeah, we're not going to b- talk about that issue. Yeah, let's let's that's that's not the issue entirely. But if you yeah. want to Google it, you can, and you'll know exactly what's going on. There's a petition. Oh yeah, there is a petition. But, but we're not going to say any more for fear of angering the man or whatever. You know, yeah. the fear of the unknown. Yes. Uh, anyway, that was very interesting. But coming up now on the show, Hump Day Vibes with Brock Byrne and Alex and Radio Fremantle One Hundred Seven Point Nine FM. We have the song Northern Rivers by Jack Bolts. Jack Bolts, stay tuned. Bolts, nah. Shut up. (laughs) 
And that was Boy with the Windfields and the Wild Heart by Flower Kid. And before that was Never Missed Anyone Like I Missed You by Wharves. You're listening to Hump Day Vibes with Brock Barn and Alex on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. But now we're coming up to our latest edition of... Choose your character. Choose your weapon. Round one. Fight! This is GameSish. So for this edition of GameSish, we have some interesting news regarding a lawsuit and Fortnite. Yes, so Fortnite is getting sued in Canada. Why are you asking me? I'm pretty sure it's Canada. For uh, game addiction. They're so sorry. For the game addiction. <laughs> yeah. Even if They're talking about yeah. the game addiction. Even if it's not the Canadians' fault, they'll apologise for it anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it just... Game addiction, you know, they, they compare it to cocaine. Okay. That's the thing. Who is getting sued here? Uh, Ep- Epic. Are they the developers or publishers? Both. Right. That is interesting. Yeah, so they're getting that. And it's just kind of interesting how they're considering, you know, something that essentially is free. And you can stop it. You know, as a parent, you can stop this anytime. Yeah, the developers and the publishers should not be responsible to how people play their games. That being said, though, whilst I disagree with the entire, um, basically, like, the lawsuit and everything like that. And it'll get thrown out, probably. And it'll it's probably get thrown out. lawsuit. Yeah, I can actually understand why exactly the parents would do this, though. Just for the fact that it does have uh, dopamine, like, inducing, like, things in there. But it's totally within their power sorry, anyway. Sorry, reducing, you know, no, um, releasing, sorry. It's it's totally within the parents' power anyway to control what the kid plays and how yeah. much they play. Oh, no, but it's not only that, though. But say, for example, when you open up the game and you have your weekly challenges, you have your daily challenges and stuff like that, they're not actually too difficult to do. You can constantly get them done and you get rewarded for it. And it releases dopamine because it, it's a good thing which makes you feel good. Yeah, but then you're comparing... If we compare that to dopamine releases, what about likes on Facebook? Like on you yeah, know, Instagram, exactly. which they've now removed. And that's why I'm saying I think that's why I think it's stupid because like there's so many more examples like that. But that's why I can understand why they're coming from because cocaine would be the exact same. And when you think about it, what is the largest demographic anyway when it comes to online games? It's not kids necessarily. It's mostly young adults, I would imagine. The actual demographic of the average player age for males is actually about 32 to 35. So you're that's- in the age range, Byron. Not yet, not yet. <laughs> well, that doesn't necessarily surprise me because you're at the age where you can just, you know, buy and play whatever you want as yeah, well. And, and usually, you'll have the necessary funds to buy suitable hardware. Yeah, and usually at that case as well. No, this isn't just those people, though. Like, that's across all video games, not including mobile. Mobile is actually more dominated by women. Interesting. That No, that but does... not surprising. Yeah, it's, it's not surprising in a way. Yeah, especially puzzle games and adventure ones. Yes. On mobile. But yeah, so uh, that's where, and that is a statistic. I have been researching that because I'm having to do an assignment on it. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, so they're the dominant ones in there. So that really just says, you know, what type of players are playing it. But Fortnite as a game itself, though, kids are playing it a lot. I've seen the, like, the level of commitment they are they have to that game to stay up all night playing it mm. I remember staying up all night playing games all the time as well just one yep. more round just one more round especially because you're playing with your friends and they're all getting microphones because mummy and daddy are buying it for them Yeah, and that also adds to the experience what game do you remember being like addicted to as a kid Call of like, Duty well yeah true that was the game when I was growing up see I, I didn't necessarily grow up with Call of Duty because I didn't have a Playstation 3 until I was probably 15 or something like that so you can, you can imagine me going through, through my first three years in uh, high school 
All my friends have PlayStations in Call of Duty. I had a Wii. Oh, you poor guy. You're the party yeah. house, though. <laughs> yep. You're the, yeah, you're the one guy who was just playing Mario Kart by himself. Okay. But speaking of Call of Duty, though, do you know they've released a mobile game? Yes, I do. And it How was is this possible? made by our um, Chinese overlords, Tencent. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. So it's just a reskin of PUBG? Uh, no, oh, listen, no, no. The CCP like- needs to expand in some way, so they might as well start here, right? <laughs> All here are overlords, Xi Jinping. Yeah, yeah. It- <laughs> Uh, I believe, uh, like, Tencent oh, was yeah, involved in the... the uh, developer. No, yeah. is this an original Call of Duty game, or is this an adaptation of an older game, or...? I think this would be, like, a kind of a mesh between two. But they have the Battle Royale in there. Of course they do. And they have, like, 21 buttons on the screen. Interesting. There's so many buttons on the screen. It is silly. And, and, there is no official support for um, any Bluetooth controller being attached to it. Which is kind of interesting, because... Like, most, you know, Android and iPhones are now have Bluetooth support for it, to connect to it. It kind of makes sense, though, that Tencent was involved in this sort of thing, though, because uh, they actually were the ones behind the um, Call of Duty uh, online thing from ages ago. Really? Yeah, which was the um, the Chinese-only service. Ah, okay. So, well, because I know they have, they control, like, PUBG Online, for example, the mobile one, which they then rebranded. Was that the way they did? They rebranded it? Um, I can't remember. They brought out PUBG Mobile as well. Yeah, yeah. So it, is, it is so surprising, though, seeing how many games are now adapted into the mobile platform now. Yeah. Like uh, the, one the, of the original Total and War the premium games. market. Yeah. Rome Total War. The original Rome Total War released in, like, 2004. That is a mobile game. Now. Which is, just, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, saying that, let's let's look at this. It's not big... surprising, though, because mobile phones are essentially computers in your pocket. Yeah. yeah. And they're so well designed, mostly, at least, unless, you know, you're Huawei. I, I don't like those phones. I mean, no, I don't. They're still technically designed well. Yeah, they are. Except the whole now they're going to have their. There's own always op- going to be limitations to them. I would say. I was going to say that's because they're going to have the problem with the operating system because of uh, the ban. Google is no longer allowed to have their service on them. Interesting. Because of USA embargo between the companies. Because <sighs> that five G thing and the Trump administration thing. Oh yeah, and of course with the um. The complete uh, destruction of uh, net neutrality as well. Yeah, all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so it, but the point is, though, the game itself apparently runs terribly. Like, it, ru- it runs... That does because, not surprise because me. Because you're using analog sticks on the screen and you can't... Oh, yeah. And you can't connect, say, a you know Xbox or PlayStation controller to it. It just doesn't work that well. Yeah, because the response... Yeah, the, the responsiveness of those controls would be terrible if they're like on the screen itself yeah because you're, you're literally using a fake thing and your hands are covering by your screen and yeah okay we have big screens now which is great yeah. you still have the same problem that you're still touching a screen and covering up parts of it to do things well I think we can all agree though that nothing could beat a keyboard and mice when it comes oh. to controls yeah no Especially, I would say when it comes to shooters definitely keyboard and mice I mean say if you're a racing game fan though uh, well I'm not You'd rather a wheel than a keyboard and mouse, though. Well, I would rather play with my uh, controller for, say, Mario Kart, for example. Yeah, I'd rather not play. Proper racing sims, though. Oh, yeah, proper racing hey, sims. Hey, listen, you leave entirely. Mario Kart alone. No, no, I'm just I, saying that. Mario Kart is not a racing sim. It is. I'm, I'm talking, like, your proper ones, like iRacing and stuff like that, and Assetto Corsa and whatnot. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> and and our final bit of game sesh. What is it? Is what? Riot Games and their announcement. Oh, yes. They just did a huge dump of announcements. Riot basically just ended Blizzard's entire career. No, no, no. They pretty much went, okay, we're the new Blizzard. Yeah, which is 
incredibly ironic in a way, just yeah. for the fact that, like, Riot is 100% owned by Tencent. But basically, uh, they announced uh, their own version of... I'm just going to call it a Hearthstone clone. But they, yeah. they announced that. It's called uh, Legends of Runeterra. They announced their own Diablo, like, RPG. They announced um, their own, like, animated series. They announced... Uh, what else did they announce? Like, they announced, like, essentially three other games as well. Um, was it, like, five announcements? Yeah. Oh, they announced their own, like, LOL Esports uh, manager. Well, it is good that... It's good to see that Blizzard is now genuinely getting competitors once more, because I don't think it's good to have, like, for one company to have a monopoly in the entire entertainment industry. But also, when recent uh, controversial in- incidents about uh, a certain esports player saying free Hong Kong and all the statements made by Blizzard... Yeah, that was certainly excellent PR for them. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and, like, the, the thing about the that is, though, it's, it's so funny to me, though, that the fact is, like, Blizzard said that, and they only have, like, a, a 5% stake, basically, in Blizzard, whereas Riot Games is 100% owned by Tencent, who, like, a massive Chinese media conglomerate. I can't speak. Conglomerate. Conglomerate, thank you. I can't say, <laughs> I can't say See, we're all it's speaking very word. better yeah. England. That's where we are. <laughs> yeah. And so... Um, yeah, genuinely, uh, it's almost ironic in a way, but uh, is what it is. Yeah, I, I just see it as something that's kind of interesting that should be happening. Well, should have happened earlier, essentially. Firstly, Riot should have done it earlier because they could have done a lot more with what they were having from LOL. I'm going to try it one time. Conglomerate. Yay! Yay! But yeah, I, I feel like they should have done this a lot earlier. I f- though saying that Overwatch has had its time in the sunlight... And now it is time for someone else to move in. Mm-hmm. There's something else that needs to be there to fill that void that I feel the game has hit the point where it needs to be, you know, wind back and everyone step away from it. Mm. But that's just, I feel like the game's, you know, hit that lifespan type situation. Unlike, say, Rainbow Six Siege, which has continued it, to be updated really yes. well. We're, I, I reckon we're about to get our own uh, Riot Games launcher soon. No. And don't be surprised if we end up getting like a Riot wait, wait, store. How does League of Legends launch? Through the league, like launcher, I reckon they'll just update that then. Yeah, like they'll end up having their own game like, launcher. They'll just be like yeah. the Bounty one. Who are the developers for League? Uh, Riot Games. Right, okay. the one we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just wanted to double check here. <laughs> okay, but here's another funny thing that we talked about beforehand. We mentioned what will the next MMO be, <laughs> and really, when it comes down to it, I don't see an M- another MMO being able to because developing take off. one and maintaining an M- MMO yes. is absurdly expensive. Yeah, because you've I mean, got to constantly be patching it. I mean, yeah, Destiny is the one that came out, but and especially with dedicated servers. Yeah, I think uh, Final Fantasy XIV is going to be the uh, <sighs> will be the one people no. move to. I don't no. think so. No. I reckon. I just I don't see I just, the appeal don't, to it. I, yeah, I don't find MMOs appealing to be honest. But yeah, I, I just don't think. Yeah, okay. We mentioned like them pretty much having one of every Blizzard piece, you know, going for the battle against them essentially, you know, in the game industry. But I feel like yeah, it's cool what they're doing right now. For example, they released a trailer for their shooter. I don't think it's good enough yet. I mean, that's why it's kind of like not released yet. Though. Yeah, but they shouldn't have shown us that footage in the first place. I don't think it's the ten year anniversary of League. Like they they had to make huge announcements. They didn't they didn't give a release date. Didn't they go 2020? Can I also just no, give a tiny exactly bit of game game. news that I'm really excited for? The game Mountain Blade Bannerlord, which was announced in 2012, will finally be released next year. Ah, so it's like the Mountain Blade version of Doom uh, Forever. Doom Forever? Duke Nukem Forever. So Duke Nukem Forever. Well, let's just hope history doesn't repeat itself. Really bad. Yeah. I bought that. <laughs> 
Did you pre-order it in like 2003 as no, well? No, no, no. I never pre-ordered it. I didn't even think about pre-ordering it. And then I bought it like later on at like five bucks at that sale you mentioned. Ah. Yes. <laughs> well, anyway, coming up now is Radio Man by Leverance. Great Stay transition. Tuned. And welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM with Brock, Byron and Alex. You just listened to Riding on My Bike by Nick Griffith. And before that, we had Drown by Lonely Speck. Now, following up on the topic which we were just talking about before we went to the music, Byron, you wanted to bring up uh, something which just came through on the Steam platform. Ah, yes. So, Steam has done something lovely for us as gamers. Local play has kind of died off recently, but you know what? We still have our own way to do it, you know, through the internet with these programs like Hamachi and stuff like that. But they've announced that we can do it through them now. Skipping the whole, you know, having to you know, go wherever else. And you can just do it locally. And the best part is, you don't actually have to own the game. You just stream through your friend's, you know, you connect to your friend's computer. And you just play it. That's it. Straightforward. Very simple. So it's kind of like a modern day iteration of the LAN party. It's yeah. A- Which, oh, those were the days. Like, except not even a LAN party. It's, it's when you both had, you know, two controllers and playing something on the same TV. That's all it was. It's a great service, and I honestly can't wait for it. I think it's amazing. Do you remember back in the old days when you were having to play multiplayer with your friends, and it was to, instead of two controllers, it was just like two parts of the keyboard? <gasps> yes. Oh, those were the days. And then you had to do like three inputs sometimes, and then you couldn't yeah. do the three inputs because your like friend one player, was pressing too many buttons? Yeah, one player was WASD, and the other player was all the arrow keys. Yeah, oh, yeah with the multiple... I remember doing that with, uh, do you guys ever play Chicken Invaders on your no. computer? I played like some sort of tank game. Yeah, I remember a tank game as well. Yeah. And you can have as many as like six players in that. Oh, nice. <laughs> One keyboard. When you were oh, at, my God. Yeah. When you were like at school, though, it was awesome. Ah. Because you were like trying to find all the like the sort of the gaming sites that wasn't like cut off by the school. You had to like navigate your way <laughs> through that, I suppose. Didn't you guys use a proxy? No. We were too young and dumb. Yeah, I remember using a couple of proxies in high school, but they got, they ended up getting blocked, which sucked. But yeah, we just had to go on like and you get a new one and you keep yeah. repeating. We just had to go on like websites like Cool Math Games and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, they were never blocked. They no, always they were. were. Uh, that was always allowed. Yeah, because the word maths when you Google it <laughs> exactly. Be blocked. Yeah, because that's what they were putting. They're putting this algorithm maths like you know the whole anything you you put maths in will be blocked, so you couldn't do it. Mm. Not only that, I know a couple of uh, classes, they use like Lemonade Stand as an example for stuff, just because it's a simple... I mean, at least they didn't use Lemon Party. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that too. Probably shouldn't mention that on radio, though. <laughs> My school hosted a LAN party once. Really? Yeah. Wait, a LAN party? Yeah, an oh, actual okay, one. okay, okay. <laughs> so and? I what happened? I thought you were talking about the other party. I enjoyed myself. I didn't have a gaming PC, so I just tagged along. I just had an old laptop, with, so... And did you play anything? Yeah. Wait, do we? Did they let you install things on the computer? Yeah. Computers at uni? Not yes. the school, sorry. No, 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 not the school. You had to bring in your own devices. Oh, that's the problem with LAN parties. You had to drag so many things in. At one point, everyone had a CRT monitor, which was big and heavy. Yeah. Like these days now, where we get these. But people you know, that turn up to like LAN parties with a gaming laptop and you turn up with your desktop, you're like, filthy casual. <laughs> and they're laughing just for the fact that theirs is portable and very easy to carry around. Yeah, but they're normies. Yeah, I know. I'll stick to the other thing I had. Speaking of normies, though, and it has nothing to do with normies, but it's a related topic, <laughs> because normies are probably the type of people who would consider themselves anti-vaxxers. And basically... Uh, uh, what? Have you guys heard about how uh, measles is making a comeback at the moment? 
Yes. Thank you, anti-vaxxers and people going on foreign holidays and coming back. I mean, the problem is... It's a FIFA issue at the moment, though. Yes. So I I believe it's Christmas Creek and another one has a infection happen- breakout there and people have been exposed to it. So someone's been on a plane and proven to be infected and Royal, uh, Royal Flying Doctors had to, had to go out and isolate this person. And it's kind of scary because when you you know look at that big perspective there, like that's a lot of people on one plane. And then, you know, this 21-day incubation period, that's kind of going to spread real rapidly. So I, I'm kind of really worried about, you know, everyone that isn't immune to it or haven't got their vaccinations are going to be in trouble. So what's going to happen, though? Like, oh, are we going to have a breakout with all these people that aren't immune? You never know, but we won't know until we find out, basically. It's kind of a uh, interesting situation because I know I've got friends who are flight attendants and uh, they're actually technically at risk. Yeah, even if they've, you know, and there's always the chance that you're, even though you've had the immunization, you're not 100% immune to anything. And that's why that you get the herd to be immune and then, you know, the likelihood of it happening is really low. Especially considering when, like, viruses over time, they get resistances themselves. Yeah. And so they change as things change and whatnot. They adapt. What? Viruses adapt. Sorry, I'm on the end of the room here. Yeah, I was going to say, interrupting our conversation, Alex. Yeah, Alex is just deciding to run off yeah, right d- now. Because it's, like, it's hit uh, 4.32, so because Alex I've is got, about like, to leave. better things to do, all right? I've got to, like, go and do things, you know? Exactly. Either way, though, um, we will go to our next song. But before that, though, Alex, if you'd like to say goodbye, now goodbye. is the time to do so. There you go. He said goodbye. That's Bye. all we wanted from him. We're going to be going to uh, When I Feel Good by Rosie Jones. And once again, you're listening to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle. 107.9 FM with Brock and Byron and no Alex. Oh. And welcome back to Hump Day Vibes on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM with Brock, Byron and Alex is gone for the day. <laughs> I love the ending. It's just, and Alex is gone. So. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, though, uh, you just listened to Stars by Denise Lelemanis. And before that, we had Break by Sarah St. James. Now, there's a bit of a travesty that I want to talk about, Byron, and this truly saddens me. Yeah, so, what's the travesty? What what is this terrible thing in your life? Basically, Red Rooster in Queensland is shutting down. <gasps> is yeah. it is it all in Queensland or just a few of them? I don't actually know. I didn't do my research. Yeah, you're terrible like that. <laughs> but basically, here's the thing though. Queensland, it's not important. What I want to know is basically what does this mean for Perth? Ooh. Is it all franchised out to one person, like to different people, or is it one person? Because I know at least from what I've seen, I've seen some chicken treats turn into Red Rooster, for example. So what will actually happen to it? I actually think that this may be a ripple effect going on and it's going to come across the entire Australia. And I feel like it's the reason this is happening is because of apps like Uber Eats. Okay. The thing is, the convenience of Uber Eats really just, you know, these apps that essentially just does that, the reason that happens it just kind of makes things easier and people just get delivered, you know, food. And yes, Red Rooster does delivery now, but it was too late. And, you know, if you're too late to the market, unfortunately, go you go like the Windows phone. You might be great, but you fall off it. Okay, and here's the thing, though. Uh, why would Uber Eats be, um, or Menulog, for example, why would they be the destruction of these places? It's the easy accessibility of other restaurants instead of Red Rooster. So you get something a bit... Rooster has doesn't have exactly have the best reputation for Oh, I see groups. what you're talking about. So you can basically 
you don't have to just choose fast food now as your like your delivery options. You can get stuff from basically anywhere if there are no breeds. Well, yeah, it was just like ah, okay, cool. Okay, now we, I go, see. We, we go out, we get our qu- food quickly. You know, we can go through Red Rooster or you know KFC or wherever we want to go into, and we go through get our food real quickly, and that's it. But now because we're at home. You can just say, for example, order a really nice meal an hour in advance. It gets delivered to your door. Exactly. Yeah. Because you're still going to wait for Red Rooster to arrive. You still have to wait for the other one to arrive. But you don't have to leave. That's the important thing. You don't have to leave. So, and I feel like that's that's the real effect. And yeah, okay, some people, like a lot of places are ditching these places now because they are ripping them off. At least that's what I'm seeing happen. They're all... um, And there are some places, of course, that are also specializing in that sort of delivery services as well. And they don't have a storefront. It's just a warehouse or whatever. And they just pump out food. But in the big picture, these companies are just getting rid of it. But I feel like this is the why, reason why Red Rooster is struggling. Well, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because I actually have a completely different uh, speculation. Well, yeah, what is your speculation? So mine was complete, mine's the complete opposite of yours, actually. Yeah. I actually believe that... Uh, so we have, I'd say, honestly, in uh, Australia-wide, we probably have two main sort of uh, takeaway joints, basically. Main takeaway joints? Yeah, so as in like uh, you have like two ones that are at the top of the food chain. Yeah. And then uh, you've got then like the ones below. Okay, rate your tier system. Let's do it. Okay, so if we're talking chicken, yeah, there's one name which probably stands out among the rest. Which is? KFC probably. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So this is what I believe. I believe that just... People have loved this one so much. That's their choice that they're going to. They're not going to these other ones anymore. Ooh. I, look, I feel like they may have to reinvent themselves. That's the big problem. Like, I remember Nando's was doing terrible, and they were having all those food issues where the health department was coming in and finding them. And I know there's one that doesn't exist anymore that used to live in, used to be in Applecross, and then they moved and they cleaned up their act. But it's the same with the one in Spillwood. That's no longer there anymore either. Yeah, but then Nando's itself had to clean up his act. I feel like that's what happened is also happening with Red Rooster as well. I don't, I can't, you know, don't quote me on that as well. But I do, I've had a few bad experiences at Red Rooster and I did at Nando's, but I don't have bad experiences at Nando's anymore. And, you know, I feel like they're going to have to reinvent themselves to what Nando's has done to actually be able to compete and not have what is happening in Queensland. So you believe there's just been a public perception shift, basically? Yeah. Yeah, that's but fair that, enough. That'll be another. That's my other perspective of it, and I mean, yeah, okay. Everyone's getting on the health kick now, and everyone knows what's healthy and what health, what's not healthy. So, you know, we got to get behind it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Either way, though, let's hope that it does survive, though, because I do enjoy a good uh, rooster roll. Yeah, rooster roll. <laughs> I do enjoy a good. Uh, what is it? The uh, bacon and like cheese I, ripper or I'll, whatever it's called. Also, straight out the cheesy nuggets. Yeah, cheesy nuggets as well. <laughs> Only place that does them. Hmm. Either way, we're going to go to our next song. It is called Why, and it is by Catnip Kaiser. And once again, you're listening to Hump Day Vibes with Brock and Byron. And welcome back to Hump Day Vibes and Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM with Brock and Byron. And unfortunately, as it's approaching 5 o'clock for today, it is time for us to bid you adieu and say goodbye. Yeah, it's really sad. I love our two hours on air, and I wish we had a few more. But, you know, we also wish we had more content and had a production team behind us as well. Yeah, of course. And instead of doing it all by ourselves, we just need a giant team, basically. <laughs> It'd be nice. It really would be nice. They should really triple our pay here. I'd oh, say. no, no, no. Quadruple it. <laughs> yeah, you know, quadruple our pay. You know, but, <laughs> and if you want to uh, catch up on the episode you know, without music, check us out on Spotify. We're on there on Hump Day Vibes. 
We take song requests at humpdayvibes.com. Uh, this is also streamable online at the Reddit Freemouth site or our own webpage at humpdayvibes.com. And you can also catch up on episodes there as well. Which We're is kind of nice. Podbean too. Yes, uh, Podbean, yeah. Yep. And then, of course, like uh, you can always tag us in Facebook stuff, like memes or whatever, and uh, just let us know what, what's going on, you know? Yeah, hashtag Humpday Vibes, even though uh, yeah. there's some people that tag that in as well, and uh, we have no idea what they're tagging us That's in for. That's true. Oh, and we're on Instagram as well, uh, at Humpday Vibes. So, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Uh, yeah. When was the last time you put a photo up for it? Last week when I took the... No, when you took your selfie. Oh, so... I put that one up I'd there. better take another selfie then. Yeah, we, yeah, we'll do one. Uh, we'll post one in like the next couple of minutes once we're, once we're off air, basically. <laughs> Either way, though, that is us done for today. Hope you had fun listening. Uh, and we'll see you at the same time again next week, three to five, as always. And we're going to leave with a song, obviously. And I just can't even speak right now, hey? But either way, this is uh, Bad Boy by Red Velvet. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye and good night. Bye.